Hi friends! Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? We use Anchor to post our episodes and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, it's free. And it also gives you the option to clip your episodes straight from the app or on the dashboard. So it makes it a really convenient one-stop shop. Anchor is also a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. And you also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed link. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform. So you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. So try Anchor today for free now at anchor.fm. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R F-M. Hey ghouls, I'm Alani Santiago, host of Stories from the Mortuary. Here you can find death and true crime as told by a mortuary science student. If you have a morbid curiosity for the depths of human depravity through a scientific lens, tune in every Mortuary Monday to hear the gory details. Let's take a candid look at death together. Creepies and freakies. Oh, that was so sad sounding. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Creepies and freakies. <laughs> uh, you know, we've already discussed it. I have a headache. Yep. The weather change is yep. messing with me. Yeah. I'm trying to sound happy. I am happy. <laughs> I'm just Meh. I'm off. Yeah. We're both on the struggle bus today. It's okay. It's okay. We got no, this. We're just going to get get to shit today. I also just got back from vacation, so... Yeah. 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 Oh, speaking of which, I'm pulling an MFM on you. Okay. Oh Are God. you ready for this? Maybe. Okay. Because this is my favorite part of MFM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ow, I bought my mic. What is this? Oh. That's okay. You have to open your <gasps> gift. Stop it. There's two of them, but open that one Stop first. Stop it. Oh, God. So fun. You know what's like the worst part of having rheumatoid arthritis? You can't open it. Is how hard it is to open things <laughs> that you have to like pinch, like bags, <laughs> taking labels off of things. It's so fun. So they like I, did not fuck around with no, this. No, so the guy who wrapped this for me was super nice and was like on a mission to make sure that I could get this back in one piece. <laughs> super glad he did because Southwest made me put my bag under the airplane oh. because we didn't have enough room. Yeah. And so I was super terrified it was going to break. Well, but damn. the way that he did it, like, there's no way that they broke. Well, damn. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so Courtney got me a cup. It says, I am Groot, and it has, like, a Groot arm-looking thing for the handle. I love Groot. Like, anyone that doesn't know me personally, I am obsessed with Groot. <laughs> it's not so done yet. Much. I know. I'm so weird when people surprise me with things. <laughs> it was so funny because I was trying to find gifts for people, and, like, you're the only one that I could find the gift that I was specifically <laughs> looking for. <laughs> Well, I mean, with Harry Potter or Disney in some sort, he got me. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't, I was not happy with the Harry Potter swag. It oh, really? Wasn't as good as normal. I know, I'm going to try to get my sister to find something cool while she's out there. I'll let you know if she finds anything really good. Oh my God, stop it. It's, <laughs> it goes in the handle. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a little, sorry, I'm like coming off of a like sinus infection. It's like a little Groot, little coffee spoon, coffee and teaspoon <laughs> that goes on the mug. Oh, this is so cute. Thank you. You're so welcome. I was like, this oh my says God. Michelle. I love it so much. And it's fun because the cup looks like a little planter if you look I, at the bottom of yes, it. Yes, I was going to say, it really does. It was so funny, too. Oh, my too. God, he's so cute. Kelsey was it. helping me try to find one where the group didn't look all funky because some of their faces were I like... Know, some of them are really weird. <laughs> <literally>. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. 
This will go with my other group cup. Thank I know. You. I was like, Michelle loves coffee cups and it's I group. Do. I you can't so many. go wrong. I literally don't even have room for all of my coffee cups. I've like <laughs> always have like four stragglers that I have to have like out on my kitchen counter. Well, no, you got five. My cabinet is full. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. Oh my god, I love it. It's my favorite. I just had to pull an MFM because I loved when they would like surprise each other with I gifts know. on air because it was I like, hee hee <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It's my new favorite. I love it so much. Yay. Groovy. He's but so yeah. cute. He is. I love Groot. But yeah, I was thinking of what I'm going to give you for your birthday. Ugh. I was like, do y'all need to give me anything other than like. Oh no, I do. An unpainful body. That would be wonderful. <laughs> if. I find out how to do that. I would also do it for myself. <laughs> Ew, I turned 35. That's gross. I'm not nah. I told you the other day, I'm pretty sure I'm having a midlife crisis. <laughs> That's okay. I honestly feel like I had my midlife crisis in my 20s, so mm. doing better than me. Oof. I was planning to go to Vegas by myself. Michelle's like, absolutely like, not. You're not going to go by yourself. It's like, if you can wait till December, I can try to swing it with you. <laughs> Courtney's birthday is in November. So. Yeah, Scorpio Come season's here, guys. Let's go. <laughs> oh, duh. Um, we're in the Nick of Crime podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Wow. We may have to edit that and switch it. It's okay. Front. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. This is our authentic form. Okay. Yes. We are a weekly true crime podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we do a lot of spooky and in some comedy and I just said Michelle's line so I'm awkward and I woke up like <laughs> hesitate you were about because I waited purposely so I was like I want to see if we can change it up because we've literally pretty much stuck to the exact same intro since I think like by the third, third episode, episode in, yeah. we were already yeah <laughs> you made me all nervous I'm hot now you were like so hesitant this is also like the longest Courtney and I have gone without seeing each other in person in like six months. Yes. Because <laughs> truthfully. Yeah, since May. When we started. Even then, like before the podcast though, because we went to Vegas. Or no, because the first episode was out when we went to Vegas last time. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a hot minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> Bear with us, guys. Yeah. Bear with us. Uh, you know, other great news yes. we hit a thousand followers on we instagram did. thank you guys so Woo-hoo. much yeah and we have like such a good mix i mean a ton of our followers are fellow podcasters oh Don't and we get love us it wrong. we love it we love our little podcast community so much and it's actually not really little like there's so many there's a lot <laughs> yeah but we have such a good mix of followers and it's just exciting to get to connect with more people mm-hmm. and it's just crazy yeah Crazy, I'm crazy. I love when we get a DM and it's like from somebody we don't know who it yeah. is. And I'm like, ooh, yep. who is this? I know. It's Hi. exciting. But it's crazy because I feel like we were just posting that we had 200 followers. When was that? Let me see. A couple months ago, I think. We posted 400 on July 31st. So that was almost August. Holy hell. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Yeah. We so we've are here for it. had 600 more followers almost in a little over two months. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. We're so appreciative. We appreciate you guys. And yeah, we've had, we're trying to get our lives organized with like adding trailers in and stuff at the beginning of the episode. We are working on that because we want to work with our other fellow podcasters, but life's been very crazy. <laughs> like I said, I just got back from vacation yeah. and then I was a dumbass and I was like, hmm, concert the let's day after. Let's go to concert the day after. Yeah, let's do this. And uh, Courtney's hurting. Yeah. I'm tired. You. I want to, like, sleep for the next week. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but I'm trying to get everything organized this weekend. It is October 5th when we're recording this. So by our next episode, maybe even this episode, I'll add a trailer in. I don't know. <laughs> you could, because uh, we got stories from the mortuary. Oh, yes. We did. So, Aloni, yours will probably be Woo-hoo. in here. We love you, girl. We, we love, love you. Her. She's awesome. Um, She's also in Florida, so thankfully everything is A-okay for her after Hurricane Ian. We made sure, so she is good. Yep. She's doing great. Yep. So we're just trucking. Yeah. But we love you, girl. Love you. Get it. Get it. Um, So that's a lovely intro. (laughs) Sorry. It was so great. I got a surprise. And I'm like flustered, but it's okay. (laughs) Flustered. Is that why you made me do the, the, the weird, weird. No, I don't even know why I paused. I think like our brains were doing something. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, 
Uh, what do you have for some weekly fuckery? Oof, girl, I got one. Oh, boy. I got one. And it just published today. Yikes. Holy hell. I okay. know. So. So I haven't heard it then, because I haven't looked at any You might actually have heard today. it, but. So, Jose Gomez uh, Alvarez, I can say that, I promise, and <laughs> Cheyenne Porter. Sorry. Alvarez. You know, I told you I'm a phonetic person, so I have to phonetically <laughs> say everything if I don't know how to say it right off the bat. So, no, that's it. how it works. I love it. Um, him and Cheyenne Porter are actually facing charges of tampering with physical evidence and abuse of a corpse. Oh my god. So, this Kentucky couple was arrested after a search for a missing child led police to discover human remains. Um, investigators said that they got involved with a missing child case on September 30th after accusations that the couple reportedly, um, had not seen, um... Jose's child for some time. I'm super Lori Vallow vibes. So I'm yeah. This is rough. Um, there was concern that the that the child hadn't been seen for a while, and they would usually come up with some sort of excuse as to why she wasn't around them. And they eventually drew a conclusion that maybe there was something wrong with the child, mm-hmm. or that she was actually in fact missing. Um, there was a reportedly a caller that called in that the child was last seen in late 2021. Oh my god. Early 2022 and that um Jose and what is her name? Cheyenne? Yes, yes thank you. Yeah. Cheyenne um had not filed a missing persons report. Did they not have any other family that lived out there? Like was this child not in school, not in daycare? Like how the hell did no one Notice this sooner. Well, it's interesting because um, they said that investigators opened up a missing persons case and put up a Facebook post in an attempt to locate the couple mm-hmm. uh, and do a check on welfare for the missing girl. So there was a welfare check that was issued, and this is, and there was a bunch of tips that came yeah. in from a bunch of people, uh, and it's just been kind of wild. And I guess after that social media post, a lot of tips started coming Good. up. So, yeah, I guess Mm. one of the tips led investigators to a storage facility where Porter had actually rented a storage unit. And inside of the storage unit, they found a plastic bin with human remains. Oh, my God. Oh, that makes me nauseous, dude. Yeah, they said that authorities believe that the remains are of uh, Jose's nine-year-old daughter, but they're waiting for the coroner to confirm Mm. Oh, honey. So, yeah, they were taken into cu- into custody, obviously. Well, and yeah, because, I mean, if it's not her, which, I mean, let's be honest, it probably isn't. It's awful, but if it isn't, then there still is someone else that he has killed. I know, and it's just, <sighs> and it's just, it was a, it's a bummer, but I wanted it out there because they are arrested for it right now they're obviously doing a lot of testing Mm -hmm. they can't charge them with anything at this point they need to see if this is really the daughter but the fact that they arrested cheyenne too they've got to have more oh stuff going on Well, there's multiple children involved she's the only one that they haven't seen for a while oh it's a bummer it's a real bummer i would venture a guess that there was negligence. Oh, absolutely. Or something. Oh, that oh makes me. Think I just of sent Gabriel you in Fernandez. our. Oh. I just sent you the picture. Like I sent it to you what in text message, but that's shit. what they look like. Pieces of shit. They just don't even look like they care. No, not at all. And I unfortunately, just... someone's life was right taken. And it seems like the system failed this girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, one welfare check. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And she's been missing since 2021. End of 21. Early of 22. Yeah. Almost a year. Mm-hmm. Almost. Oh, honey. Oh, that breaks my heart. I know. Why do these people procreate? I swear, we need to, like, have a way that we can't have kids unless we take a test. Seriously. <laughs> well, yeah. Unpopular opinion. I feel like you should have to take a competency and a decency test to be able <laughs> to procreate. Because I know plenty of people that would be wonderful parents that can't have children. Yep. And then these shitbags 
procreate and they have no business having children because they wouldn't know how to care for another human if their lives depended on it. And unfortunately, that is the end result, which sucks, but... I'm hoping for justice. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really hoping that we can... Where's her mom? Do you know? It doesn't say in the article. I think it's one of those things where they're keeping that side of things quiet right now. Yeah, and that's fair. I just... If she was a part... I mean, it seems like she wasn't a part of her... Like, I don't want to cast judgment at all, but, like, if she was involved in her life, this would have been figured out a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry for the fuckery, but I um, felt like it needed to be okay. said. I'm unfortunately not far off this path today. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what sentiment? Thank you for bringing that to light. Absolutely. How do we say that otherwise? I mean, that's really all we can say. Exactly. Because right now that's the only voice that she has. Yeah. So. Well, I hope justice is swift. Cue <laughs> me Either wolf. way. Because even if it's not that girl for some reason, which there's other problems if it's not mm-hmm. what the fuck oh yeah they need a swift punishment in my yeah, opinion absolutely oh my gosh burn baby. baby burn burn <laughs> that's going burn <laughs> <laughs> i have such a morbid sense of humor i was dying on our last episode when i tried so hard not to laugh and then you called me out <laughs> i laughed too though <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, God, Courtney, you're going to hell. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So with the weekly fuckery done, what are you bringing to us that's going to drop me down into the depression hole even more? Yeah. Oh, so we should preface, too. We're actually, so Courtney and I decided we're going to do Halloween-focused episodes what? all October. And actually, it kind of works out, because I feel like your Slender Man one, it still is it in that started. realm. We didn't record it in October, but it came out in October. Yeah, kind of started it. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to do cases that either happened on Halloween or focus on Halloween, you know, whatever. So that's going to be our... I have a couple in mind already that I'm trying to, like, mm-hmm. narrow down. When, I know, I have, like, three it, other like... ones that are in my docket, and I'm like, I only have one other one that I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I have two. Yep, exactly. So, I'm starting us off. With this one, like our technical Halloween ones, uh, talking about Ronald Clark O'Brien. You'll recognize it once I start talking about it. I was, I was like, like Spider-Man's this, not yeah. filing through this cabinet he will. right now. He'll go Pweak. I was like, I don't know if I've heard of this bitch, but I had. Not by his actual name. Okay. You'll get it. Okay. Um, so, Ronald Clark O'Brien, because, you know, we got to add in the middle name. I was also like last year today years old when i found out like why they do this and they say first middle and last name so people that have the same first and last name aren't Don't getting get run through the coals yeah yeah so i was like makes sense smart smart yep, makes sense okay um but he was born on october 19th of 1944 in texas jesus in texas 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 and ass in texas we love you guys though it's just fun to say Texas. Yeah. Colorado has a love-hate relationship with Texas. True, true. And I feel like it's mutual in Texas. I know Texas. a lot of people say Colorado. Colorado? I'm like, no. No. We're not cowboys. <laughs> we're not. Shut up. There are some cowboys in Colorado. There are, but we're not us. We're in the city. <laughs> yeah. Please <laughs> <A> metropolis. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Making fun of ourselves. <laughs> Anyway, Ron Clark O'Brien lived in Deer Park, Texas, which is a suburb of Houston, with his wife, I think it's Deneen, it's D-A-Y-N-E-N-E, sure, and their two children, Timothy and Elizabeth. Okay. Ronald, at the time that all this happened, was an optician or like, I can't, I didn't know for sure if he was an optician or just like uh, an assistant or something. Like a tech. Yeah, after I read about him later, I feel like. Maybe more so, no. more towards the tech part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, he was also a deacon at a local Baptist church. Oh God! Don't even get me started. It's, How many of these? They're always way. in the church. They're always in the yep. church. We had yep. this conversation in our podcast group yep. today. Like, mm-hmm. why are they always in the church? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 And I have no qualms about that. No, but uh, I feel but bad for the happens. church. Exactly, exactly. Because they're always, and I'm not even religious, but I feel yes. bad for them because they always yep. get shit on because. It's because these people use it exactly. as a front. Yes, oh, I hate I'm it. right there with you. BTK, man. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Dennis Rader, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, <him>. bitch. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> Love it. I'm here for it. Anyway, he also sang with the choir at the church, and he oversaw the church bus program, too. So, just a little angel baby. <clears throat> Not. People described him as a model citizen, too. Isn't that how it always What goes? is a model citizen, though? Out I know. I'm curiosity. like, means you don't get traffic tickets. You're not trying to, like, fight people. You're not cussing people out. Like, like what does this mean? you're super fake to people. Exactly. Like, what is it? you don't actually know who they really are. Mm-hmm. Or the thing that's my favorite is pillar of the community. If it's about the victims, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm here for it all day, every day. But... A serial offenders? killer Fuck or you. somebody that kills somebody? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Fuck you. <laughs> um, the pastor, one of the pastors at the church he attended also said that he was a good man and an above average father is what he said by all accounts. Yeah, maybe as a front. Yeah. So People he was are really so good, good at actor. that. Yeah, exactly. Manipulation. Mm. Manipulation station. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you can kind of get where I'm going with this. I'm feeling it. The way he presented himself to his community was much different than It was that whole, like, a lady in the street but a freak in the sheets, right? (laughs) It's like... (laughs) It's the best analogy I could come up with. (laughs) But it is. But being a freak in the sheets doesn't make you a shitbag that kills people. No, I'm just saying, like, that's the only analogy I could come up with. Like, he's, like, very, like, a face in the streets. They're antonyms. Yeah, they're opposites. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. So Jacqueline Hyde, on maybe one, that's a better yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. On one side, he's this great, devout Baptist <laughs> that just seems like he's a wonderful human. And on the other end, his shitbag. Mm. He is poop. Okay, what do we got about it? So Ronald had trouble keeping a job. Great. That's also a common denominator. Yeah, exactly. He worked for over 20 companies in the span of a decade. Holy fuck, man. I would hate to have 20 start dates. I know. I'm sorry. I've nope. worked for three, I think. I've worked for two in the last yeah, decade. Yeah, and that makes me feel some type of way that I've had, like, you know, three different companies that I've worked for in that mm-hmm. time frame. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do you have that many? I guess mine would technically be three as well. Yeah. But he was fired from every job for negligence or fraudulent behavior. <sighs> so... Doing the most. Man, he's just, like, checking all the, like, murderers slash serial killers. Exactly. Everything checkboxes right now. Yep, exactly. Such a cliche. By 1974, O'Brien was 30 years old at this time, and he was about to be fired again. Mm. Like, bro, what are you doing? Get your shit together, dude. You got a family. Yeah. He was employed by a state, or, wow. (laughs) Ain't it here? (laughs) (laughs) He was employed by Texas State Optical, and they suspected him of stealing money from the company. He's such Mm. a winner. He was making this is crazy (laughs) to hear. He's making one hundred and fifty dollars a week in salary. I'm like the discrepancy in pay between 1974 and now is crazy. Because like I wouldn't even survive on that. I know. I'm like I don't even make enough. Today, and I make more than that in a uh, day. Yeah. Uh, I would be starving. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, like, more than what I pay for. But it was in 1974. Fair enough. Things are different. Yeah. But with that salary, he could barely feed his family. So it was very tight, and his wife didn't work. As far as I saw, I didn't see anything saying that she did. And it was later discovered that he was in debt over $100,000. That's a shit ton of money back then, man. That's my student loans. Seriously, same. (laughs) Well, mine are like Well, it was when I got out of college. Right. (laughs) But he was also in default on several loans from the bank, and his car was on the verge of being repossessed. So, a lot of shit going on. Um, He began thinking of a plan to get him out of his financial troubles. Isn't that so often the thing? I get so frustrated with how many of these cases are just surrounded on money. Money, 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 money. Like, this is the problem. (laughs) Like, I hate it. I don't understand it, but I get it at the same Mm -hmm. time. Like, I don't get why he does it. It's a stressor because our society makes it a stressor. Our society is so focused on capitalism, especially in America. Mm -hmm. It's like everything takes money. Everything requires it. And if you don't have enough to have this in life, this in life, then it's just gone. And so many of us aren't taught how to 
manage our money properly when we're younger. Like that should be a staple in school. It and it's used not. to be, but it's not anymore. And I really wish it had been because I, I would have been a lot better with money too. Same, man. Same. Or like teach me how to balance a damn checkbook because I sure shit didn't know I how. I didn't know how to do that because my mom used to work for an accounting department. I remember my mom used to do it, but I didn't know yeah. how to do it. And yeah. I, at the time we had plastic. Plastic had just become a real big thing when I got to college. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know what was coming on my bank account. Yep. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like at the root of so many of these problems. But on October 31st of 1974, Ronald Clark O'Brien took his children trick-or-treating. They were also joined by a family friend named Jim Bates, and his two children also came along. Ironic name. (laughs) He's not the problem in this story. Well, I know I'm just saying Bates is a very ironic name, especially (laughs) for that time of year. Yeah. But all right. (laughs) At least it's not Norman. Right. Exactly. Um, what was strange about this happening though is that Ronald never showed an interest in going trick or treating with his kids before. So I thought he was a staple of the community. And he was an above average father. <laughs> but he was very eager to take his kids out that hmm. night for some reason. Okay. Yeah. So they all, so it was Ronald, his two children, Elizabeth and Timothy, and then Jim Bates and his two children. Okay. Um, they went through a few neighborhoods, but they didn't stay out super late. But at one point, the children went up to a door, but no one answered. So then they, you know, went along their way and O'Brien lagged behind them a little bit. And then out of nowhere, he caught up with them and he had five giant pixie sticks in his hands. And he's like, oh, those people were home after all. And they're handing out like great candy, primo treats. Is what he's trying to pass it off as. And I guess the kids, they weren't able to eat the candy while they were out. So the parents wanted them to wait to have some, which is totally normal. But when they got back to the O'Brien house, Ronald gave each of the four children that were with them one of the pixie sticks. And he gave the last one to a random trick-or-treater that went up to the house. Is it pinging now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm like panicking because I... I know. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. I'm trying to, like, bag on him as much as I can before it gets to the shit. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah, like, my stomach just, like, I know. flipped. Yep. <clears throat> yep, 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 yep. I'm gonna try to make this as painless as possible. Um, Ronald's children didn't eat the candy right away, though, after they were given the pixie sticks. And before they went to bed, Ronald told Timothy and Elizabeth that they could each have one piece of candy. Timothy decided to have the, pic- the pixie stick. Oh, God, I hate this so much. As he tried it, he complained that it had a really bitter taste to it, and so Ronald gave him some Kool-Aid to help him wash it down. Later that night, Timothy, who was eight years old at this time, mind you, became ill. He had began to experience like extreme stomach pain, absolutely unbearable, and he ended up collapsing. He was taken to the hospital, I believe, by his father, but he passed away on the way to the hospital, so he didn't even make it there. And there was less, this was all less than an hour after he ate that candy that his dad gave him. (sighs) I hate this so much. He's such a piece of shit. So his cause of death was ruled as poisoning. The doctors determined that he had eaten candy that was laced with cyanide. Cyanide. Oh my God. Who does that to a child? I know. You disgusting POS. Yep, exactly. But the medical examiner that conducted the autopsy, he recalled the scent of almonds coming Which from Which is a very mouth. big key exactly. that cyanide, guys. That is you a can telltale sign of cyanide. And the autopsy showed that he had consumed enough potassium cyanide to kill two to three grown men. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he must have let him have, like, most of the pixie stick. I'll actually get into that in a little bit. But, Yeah. Two to three grown men, and he was an eight-year-old boy. Police were able to get the other four pixie sticks, which thankfully had not been consumed by any of the children. When they examined the candy, they found that someone had taken the top two inches, and these were giant pixie sticks, mind you, and each of them had been replaced at the top two inches with cyanide granules. Yeah, because giant pixie sticks are literally like the length of my arm. They're massive. Yeah, so two inches of that was filled with cyanide. So that's probably all he got in that when he ate it. Yeah, he got straight cyanide, especially if it's out of the top. Right. During the investigation, though, police had O'Brien and Bates, who you remember is the family friend that was with them, both retraced their steps from that night. 
So O'Brien gave accounts that conflicted with what Jim Bates had said. Regarding, surprise, surprise. Exactly. Regarding what had happened that night, where they went, etc. Police soon learned of the financial problems that Ronald O'Brien was facing. And they also found out that he had taken out multiple life insurance policies I was waiting for on it. his fucking children. I was waiting for it. Dude. <clears throat> it makes me rage so bad. They also recovered a piece of adding machine tape that included the amounts of each of O'Brien's bills. And when they added everything together, they found that it was almost an exact match for what he would make from the insurance policies if they went into effect. And I believe it was $40,000 total that it would have been. I don't remember it saying each. But yeah. And can I just say that I don't feel like parents should be able to take out fucking life insurance policies on their children. This is, like, life insurance policies in general are one of the reasons I never want to get married. Because, <laughs> I mean, I have one on myself, but... Well, yeah, I do, too. Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? Try out Anchor. We use Anchor to post our episodes, and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, I said free. It also helps you so you can upload your episodes straight from your app or your dashboard, which makes it super convenient and a one-stop shop. Anchor is a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. You also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform, so you can post edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. Try Anchor today for free at anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Investigators also found that he had taken a class at Harris County Community College and had asked his teacher how much poison it would take to kill certain types of animals. So he's Mm. like trying to make this sneaky. Yeah, exactly. And they also had a witness claiming that O'Brien had come to the wholesale chemical store where he worked, where the witness worked, and that Ronald O'Brien was inquiring about cyanide specifically. And he had also reached out to several other chemical companies trying to find out where he could purchase cyanide. And he would joke asking how much it would take to kill a person. Red flags. A ballsy bitch. And, like, no one said, like, like, hmm. That's not even a red flag. That's a fucking flare. Right. Exactly. And I think it's because people joke about cyanide and arsenic so much that they're like, how much would it take to kill a person? I mean, I'm not a good example. Don't be a sick fuck. Because I... Don't be a sick fuck. I'm not a sick fuck, but I do have a very dark (laughs) sense of humor. I know. During the investigation, though, they also recovered a pocket knife that had candy residue on it. Which led them to believe this was the knife that was used to cut open the top of the giant pixie sticks to administer the cyanide in it. I wonder how he closed them again. I know. That's what I wondered, like, too. I don't think he would. At least, like, in our day, pixie sticks, they're, like, really Well, they're like, melt- the top is melted yeah. together. Like, now you can cut it and then use a hair straightener to mm-hmm. reseal it. But I don't think that was a thing in the 70s. I wonder 70s. if he maybe had, like, a lighter or something oh, and maybe. was able to, like, fuse it back that. together. Because yeah. it sounded like he was gone from them for a hot minute. Yeah, like at least a few minutes. I don't know. Just makes me so mad. O'Brien also failed the polygraph test. No surprise. Just winning. And, but he continued to maintain his innocence. He's like, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? I didn't just take out a life insurance policy and then give my child a pixie stick that sticks. somehow had cyanide in it? <sighs> exactly. Piece of shit. That poor baby. I just, my heart just breaks for him oh yeah there's mom just well and like you're ruining one of the best holidays of the year Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is even more devastating to me like this is supposed to be a fun innocent holiday for children children yeah and you just completely demolished that exactly but on november 5th of 1974 my birthday police arrested and charged Ronald Clark O'Brien yes! with his son Timothy's murder. Such a good day to do it, too. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Just a little over a decade before you were born, you know. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it was a precursor. I was ready for it. Exactly. It was just there. I knew, I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, during an interview with police, O'Brien told them, quote, 30 seconds after I left Tim's room. Oh, I hate this. I heard him cry to me, Daddy, Daddy, my stomach hurts. 
And then he said he was in the bathroom convulsing, vomiting, and gasping, and then he suddenly went limp. End quote. And he was perfectly fine with it, right. I bet. Right. You disgusting human. Seriously. Disgusting. The fuck is wrong with That's you? That's your baby. I know, and that little baby just wanted candy. It's like, just went trick-or-treating. I got to pick out candy that I wanted, and he just so happened to pick out that one. And this fucking piece of shit probably made him be like, oh, look at the pixie stick. It's so much better. And tried to and make him take it. And that child unconditionally loved his I dad. know. Oh, my God. I it's so... Awful. He preyed on the innocence of a child. He did. Of his own children and mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Literally. Flesh and blood that you created. Yeah. What the fuck, man? People are messed up, man. He's absolutely disgusting. <sighs> a forensic... Wow. Forensic? Ooh, I'm hashtag shit Michelle says. <laughs> I'm struggling today. <laughs> Not Courtney today, ladies and gentlemen. A forensic psychologist named, I think it's Joni Johnston, was interviewed by A&E True Crime saying that people that poison others typically lack empathy. Understandably so. And they said that it's shown in a great, a great deal by the premeditation that goes into this. And people tend to use, you know, they premeditate this, they are very calculated with it, and they really put a lot of work into carrying this out. Mm-hmm. And it's usually... A lot of times when people are poisoning someone, it's a long game. Well, and isn't isn't that usually also a big sign of sociopaths? Like, their empathy level is completely mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, like, gone. zero affect is yeah. usually... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oof. yeah, exactly. But Johnson also said, quote, Poisoning is also an instrument for someone who is kind of cunning and sneaky, not someone who's going to be physically or verbally aggressive. They are also most, more likely to be polite behind the scenes, and as a result, they tend to fool people. Yeah, they they have a facade. They're yeah, very good exactly. at putting on a fake Which, face. This guy checked all those boxes. The prosecutors in this case were Hinton and Victor Driscoll. I don't know what Hinton's first name was. It just said Hinton and Victor Driscoll on Murderpedia. Thank you. Okay. Um, but they relied heavily on physical evidence to get O'Brien convicted. Yeah, no which shit. plenty of it. <laughs> Love it. Um, Victor Driscoll called this incident quote the high water mark of shame in our community. End quote. So, once a pillar of the community and a model citizen has now cast shame and darkness on this city. Mm, I think he's done more than that, but yep. okay. Shitbag. So, on June 3rd of 1975, so he had been arrested November 5th of 1974, so, yeah, good chunk of time for his Almost trial. Almost a year, yeah. Yeah. A, year, a year later. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> A year. A year later. So on June 3rd, 1975, O'Brien's trial finished and the jury deliberated for less than an hour. (laughs) Say less. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Fucker. (laughs) So a Harris County jury convicted him of murder and he was subsequently sentenced to death. Even better. Yep. Damn. I'm like, you know me, I'm very on the fence about the death penalty. I have a lot of feelings about it. But in this case, I'm like, I'm burn, baby, burn. Let's go. Yeah. I just feel like it's too much of, like, an eye for an eye thing, which I know that that's why people support it. I have problems with that. But that's for another episode. Yeah. (laughs) I feel you. Yeah. Um, Of course, being the piece of absolute human garbage that he is, he tried to appeal his conviction. Oh, of course he did. Multiple times. Oh, jeez. What did he try to hit him with? I don't even know. It was more surrounding the death penalty. And in his appeal request, he actually got to the Supreme Court twice. What the fuck? I want to know what he was saying that he needed to go there twice So it's because of the time that it was in. So around this time, the death penalty had a lot of red tape around it. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of constitutional issues that weren't really settled. So they were trying to write on that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Piece of shit. I want to know his lawyer. I would have... Again, we say this so much. Like, someone has to be a defense attorney. I, I commend their work that they do. Someone has to do it. But I would be like, you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, absolutely. And deal with what has been... Hand it to you. Okay? There's a lot of that going on even now, actually. Mm-hmm. Not And it's... I, I get some of it. Some of the inmates on death row went in with one sentence of how they were supposed to die. Yeah. And it's a really rare form that's not used. It's a gas mask of some kind. Oh, yeah. And it's not been practiced in all but two states. And yeah, it's like archaic. Yeah, and I guess 
so they're being appealed with their death penalty because they're not being allowed that option. Right. So I do know, like, even now we've got issues with the death penalty right. going on. So I feel like mm-hmm. this is something that we're probably going to have an issue with for quite some time. Yeah, for sure. Death penalty is never going to be something that's no. just, like, resounded. And the U.S. is one of the only countries that still uses well, it. Well, and we nixed it for a long time. Yeah. But then a bunch of states mm-hmm. brought it back. So... Yep. I think it's because our prison systems are so overloaded, to be honest. I agree. Which, that could be helped by letting out the minor offenders that shouldn't be in there anyway. Like, if you got caught with weed, you yeah. probably shouldn't be in there. I digress. Next. O'Brien made his final appeal in 1979. So, okay. not long after he was convicted. No. Just sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. I no. Was like, Why do Shut the fuck up. You have no right. To fight anything. No, you just took the innocent life of your own child. Your eight-year-old son. You piece of garbage. He didn't even get to his teenage years. Like, I know. How do you feel like that you need to have this reversed? Exactly. How fucking dare you? You took his life. Exactly. I can't. But the former assistant district attorney in Houston, Clyde DeWitt, he wrote the brief for this final appeal. Okay. And he said, quote, The facts were extensive and horrible. As I recall, the last sentence of my oral argument of the Court of Criminal Appeals was something like, If these facts do not support the jury's death sentence, there will never be facts that will. End quote. Uh, yeah. I, I can't disagree. Exactly. I He's mean, like, You nailed it. Literally, this is what it is. There is nothing to say that he was wrongfully convicted. There's absolutely nothing. No, no, absolutely not. So he's literally just trying to ride on the fact that people are on the fence about the death penalty. That's literally what he was trying to do. You wrongfully murdered your own child. Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) But luckily, all of his appeals were denied. All of them. They're like, no, dude, we don't have time for you to get out of here. If not. Yeah, exactly. All of his appeals were denied, thankfully. And he was put to death by lethal injection on March 31st of 1984. So only, not even 10 years after he got convicted. That's pretty I was going to say, and he was only on death row for what? Nine years. Nine, was it nine years? I thought he was convicted Mm -hmm. in 79. His, no, his um, trial ended in 75. Oh, okay. June 3rd of 1975. And then he was. So not even nine years. Yeah. Wow. That's fast, Mm because normally death row is much longer than that. But his execution occurred at the Texas State Penitentiary at Huntsville. And his last words, which I didn't even want to give him the breath, but it just... Fuck you, man. I feel like this probably puts the cake... It's the icing on the cake cake of, like... of his cake of fuckery. Yes, exactly. Thank you. You you read my mind. You got me. (laughs) You got me. He said, quote, What is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death, end quote. How fucking dare you? You disgraceful, despicable piece of I shit forgive my feet. I forgive you for this. No, you know who, who should be, like, literally you should be forgiving is your child who you took his life? Oh, no, he doesn't need to forgive his child. His child needs to forgive him. Well, that's, that's who you should I be admit. seeking but forgiveness I even, from. I don't even think his child should, in my opinion. No, I, not at all. No. But he should be seeking forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. From his son. From his he... family. From his child. Do what you can to make it right. They're not going to give a shit, I can guarantee you. Because fuck you. But you need to find repentance somewhere. No, I hope he's burning in hell. Yeah. Since his crime, O'Brien has amassed nicknames such as the man who killed Halloween and the Candyman. That's what I knew him by, was the Candyman. I didn't know his actual name. Mm. Up until his execution, though, he still never admitted to his crimes. Bitch, what? You don't need to have an admission. Clearly you did this. Your knife had candy residue on it. You gave your child the pixie sticks. Oh, this house didn't have anyone there. They were actually handing out some sick treats. You were found at all of these places trying to inquire about cyanide. The fuck? <laughs> just see Michelle's my cord go flying. I'm full T-Rex on this one. This <laughs> full one T-Rex. Me. It oh, enrages me. Another M3 yeah. quote. I love those girls. Yes, we do. But it seriously, you have some fucking audacity, man. He's a true full piece of shit. He is. Absolutely. Ew. People have theories though as to why he chose Halloween to carry this out. 
there was a quote from David Skull, who's a cultural expert on Halloween, and he actually authored um, Fright Favorites 3, which is like oh, movies. Say less. Yeah, movies to haunt your Halloween and beyond. Yeah. yeah. I've read it. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> so he told Any True Crime, quote, it's thought that he was aware of the urban legends about Halloween poisoners and cynically assumed that his use of cyanide-laced candy would deflect suspicion from him to some anonymous boogeyman, end quote. Okay, but the the things that he's talking about are not anonymous boogeymen. Mm-hmm. They've been caught. Exactly. This reminded me of like the, the Tylenol killer. They caught that I know, person I was eventually. thinking the whole time we've yeah. talked about this. Yeah, this they never actually caught him. They oh, still yeah. haven't caught him. But That's they right. think they know who it is, but yes. he's since passed away. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. For that correction. And I only know that because I watched a thing on it literally like two days ago. <laughs> Not even surprised. <laughs> I'm just a weirdo. And because of this bag of dicks, so many people are extra cautious around Halloween, checking candy. And I mean, so many other horrible people have took what he did and yeah, did worse. Like people that are putting fentanyl with like sweet tarts and shit. Are you kidding? Have you seen the new fentanyl? No, you're good. Have you seen the new fentanyl? I've seen ones that have like smiley faces. Oh no, there's new ones that are now colored. They're they're like purple, green, pink. Mm -hmm. All those kinds of colors now, and apparently yeah. they're warning people for Halloween to yep. check their children's stuff because it literally looks like candy. Yeah, I wouldn't even let my kids have, like, sweet tarts or Smarties or anything that looks like that. I wouldn't even let them take those at all. Yeah, I think, I mean, even when I was growing up, right, my dad was a paramedic. My mm-hmm. mom was a safety and environmental safety and health engineer, yeah. so, like, two very... My parents always checked our candy. Yeah, well, yeah. my parents were very strange about candy like yeah. popcorn balls immediately tossed like i wasn't even allowed to touch them yeah um any sort of caramel apples any sort of caramel candies mm-hmm. i wasn't allowed to have things those. that were like handmade especially yeah, yeah handmade ones i wasn't allowed to have. my parents were tossing those immediately and yep. i know it came from my i know my dad ran some calls like that i know yeah. he ran calls like this yeah absolutely these are these are serious things that right. unfortunately we have been dealing with as children mm-hmm. since truthfully i think halloween became a thing yeah once trick-or-treating came out because people are assholes and they're evil like there's so many inherently evil people mm-hmm. and there are people that literally just do this because they think it's funny, it's funny. are you fucking kidding yeah. me i it's i it, i guess it's You're targeting children i don't know maybe it's just because they have a mental illness i'm not really sure but like for you and i and probably most of the people who listen to us this mm-hmm. does not compute in our heads right. because like we can't we ever would get to never point. think to do something like this like it's not mm-hmm. funny but yeah. then you've got these people like ronald over here or whatever his name is is it ronald yeah okay ronald okay um, ronald clark odick yeah odick <laughs> <laughs> Who, Old bag of dicks. who like literally don't have that empathy and yeah. care less that yeah. they're going to hurt or take somebody's life. Yeah. He's like, money is more important to me than my child. Oh, my pride is more important to me than my child. Stop embezzling money from your jobs and you stop getting fired, you piece of shit. Yeah. How about you actually work like a normal citizen yeah. like the rest of us? Yeah, when... exactly. Like try to do better at your job. And being a dad and right. a husband. Weird. It's crazy. What concept is that? Right, exactly. I know we joked a lot in this episode, but it's just him. It's unfathomable. Fathomable. That's such a hard word to say. It is. <laughs> incomprehensible. I'm there we go. That's that a good one. It's incomprehensible to me how someone just thinks like this mm-hmm. about their child. And I don't want to lessen in any way what happened to Timothy because it was absolutely deplorable and for that poor baby to have to have suffered in that manner yeah i know and all i can hope is that it was as quick as possible i feel like he suffered though just by listening to what happened to him i feel like he knew that his dad did it oh i have no doubts it just breaks my fucking heart well, and it sucks too because if he did know, not only is he dying and then yeah. dies, but he dies of a broken heart too. Yes, because like, he's, he's crying be out for his father. Yeah. It's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Poor babies. And I'm just glad that no one else ingested it, but it shouldn't have even been a thing. This shouldn't have even happened. No, it shouldn't have. What in the fuck brings you to that money? Money is your justification for this. 
absolutely fucking ridiculous. And he, and really, if you think about it, he got the easy way out with the death penalty. He did. Because he, his life was ended. He didn't have like to that. take care of yeah. any of his financial burdens. Yep. He essentially murdered somebody and... Oh, no, he did murder someone. I know, but what I'm saying by that is, like, he got away with it, in a sense, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got off easy. I feel like he should have suffered running away. for years mm-hmm. knowing what he did to his son. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But, unfortunately, he didn't. And for you to take out fucking life insurance policies <sighs> on your children because of your decisions that you've made. I can't even imagine what his wife felt or what his I daughter I didn't felt. see anything about like I know, and I'm sure they tried to keep them you know away from the media and it was I'm also totally the time that. frame that yeah. this was but yeah and I'm glad I'm glad I would never have wanted them to be ostracized ex- like yeah that. exactly and exposed to that level of bullshit Mm-mm. because of something that he did they had nothing to do with that and he was trying to target his daughter and who knows he's probably trying to off his wife too at some probably. point probably and I can't even imagine the emotional, physical, and mental trauma that would put on the two of them yes. later in life, especially like, you know, looking for a new husband mm-hmm. or a new dad or, yeah. and I say new, I, that's not like if, like, yeah, if like Deneen had gotten remarried right. or something, yeah. I, I feel like there would be so many hesitations there mm-hmm. and that will traumatize you for the rest of your Absolutely. life. Like, I don't even know, you maybe the daughter that. got married and has kids of her own, but right. maybe she questions her husband on the side. Like, mm-hmm. you just don't know what that's going to do to somebody. Yeah, because your father, your husband should be someone that you are able to trust implicitly. And how would you trust anyone after that? I, I don't think I could, yeah. personally. Because that's just me. his daughter, he was supposed to be the one to protect her. Yeah. That's what a dad's supposed to do. And yeah. that was the my ultimate... My dad's my hero. Right. And that was the ultimate betrayal. And all we can hope is that they are okay, you know, that they mm-hmm. were able to come to terms that. and live happy lives as happy as they can because that's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. But, I yeah, I just can't... My brain hurts trying to wrap around that. Yeah, and you can't. Like, I tried. I was, when I was researching this, I'm like, I can't make sense of this. I really can't. All I can chalk it up to is he's a greedy son of a bitch Mm -hmm. that rather than trying to figure out his financial issues in a different manner. Like a normal human. Right. It's like he pretty much put a hit out on his children. Oh, God. The fuck? And it's probably a good thing you can't figure it out because then I would question your mental state. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm glad that I cannot empathize with a sociopath. I'm glad that I can't. But, Well, justice for Timothy. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm glad that, you know, they figured out quickly and that he tried and that, you know. I mean, he he shouldn't even cover his tracks. They had his number so quick and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he was Mm -hmm. so stupid. That they caught him so quickly. Oh, absolutely. I love when we have stupid criminals. Yeah, because he was literally arrested within six days of doing it. (sighs) That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yikes. So that's the story. Our first Halloween story. Terrible piece of shit. And this is definitely, like, off of my normal thing. I usually don't. I think the only killer that I've highlighted has been Israel Keys and everything else has been oh, yeah. victim I've focused. I've been the one who's been <laughs> <laughs> Not really though. I feel like we both really like focus on the victims more. I try to, you know, yeah. we try to find the victim stories. I mean, we do a good few survivor stories yeah. as well, so. Yeah. Or unsolved what what we consider unsolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like to focus on the killers, but this one with the time of Halloween and I feel like it serves as a somber reminder too. Mm-hmm. Check your kids' candy and be careful. And And I will throw this one out here. Watch your kids' candy. Fentanyl is a big thing right now, guys. Like it is. And like I said, they're changing it to look like candy. Yeah, they want it to look appealing to children because they're sick, sick, disgusting humans. I just the one key factor for you for fentanyl when it's in the colored form Mm -hmm. is it looks like a pill, so it has those like crease lines in it where you can break it. Mm -hmm. So just watch for that. I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but it does hit home for me. And this is something that I've been talking to my nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. and my great nieces and nephews about. Like just keep an eye out. I know it sucks to have to watch your kids' candy, but But it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, Yeah. It's worth it to know. If your kids get sweet tarts or smarties, yeah. literally look at every single look one of those bitches mm-hmm. or throw them out. I personally would throw them out. Yep. That's just me. Yep. 
unless Absolutely. I bought the bag from the store. <laughs> yeah. I'm tossing them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, that is the... Well, thank you for bringing Timothy's voice to us. Yes, that was great. And absolutely. Yeah, even though it was so much about that piece of shit, it really is, you know, yeah. we look at what happened to that poor boy and what he had to go through at the hands of his fucking dad. I just... I'm I'm super glad that, that the other children weren't hurt. Yeah, exactly. And it sucks that we lost Finding Timothy, some solace somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, it wasn't four deaths that mm-hmm. we're talking about unfortunately exactly. we are talking about one yes. but it's it could have been it could have been worse hours. yes silver lining somewhere silver lining is a somewhere. terrible situation Oof, terrible so yeah but that's yeah. that's the start of our halloween halloween bullshit i don't know if this is gonna ruin halloween for me man i might regret my decisions halloween <laughs> will never be ruined for me halloween is my shit see it's so funny i don't I don't really care for Halloween too much. Even when I was younger, like trick-or-treating, I liked doing it, but I wasn't like super pumped about it all the time. I just more like the spooky season. I like the movies and the, you know, decorations and just the leading up to Halloween. I'm a wild child. (laughs) I was like, I was a pumpkin for a very long time. My mom like made my outfit out of felt and then she would like (laughs) stuff newspapers into it, which was, I remember being a kid and being like, God, this itch is so bad. Right. So comfortable. And then I was a pumpkin for like three years and then I got this Minnie Mouse outfit with the ears. Cute. And it was a plastic headband and I remember that stupid fucker hurt so bad. But I would wear, I wore that for like four more years. Like I was obsessed (laughs) with those two Halloween costumes. I had a lot that I would reuse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in Colorado, it sucks to go for Halloween because we usually get our first snow by then. I know. It's usually cold as balls on Halloween. And you, I remember we had to like stuff our jackets on underneath our costumes. I feel like it's uh, either freezing or it's really warm. Like there's no in between that we get. Yeah. True. (laughs) I, I don't think we've had a warm one for a while though. Well, thank you for bringing that. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That one fucking sucked. Yeah, that was a downer. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but when are we ever like, what do we expect? <laughs> Truthfully, I mean, you know, we talked about this today, but like being in the world of true crime, it sucks because you mm-hmm. have to bring these stories to the forefront. Yeah. And, you know, it's a whole thing about Jeffrey Dahmer documentary and all of this. Like, it's so hard because you want the victim's voices out there. Yeah. But But unfortunately, you have to talk about who did it to them to get the voices out there. You have to talk about the piece of shit to get them out there. Because, like, you couldn't Mm -hmm. just come to me and be like, here's Timothy and he was poisoned. Like, it doesn't... It exactly. doesn't give you what happened to him and why it happened to him and who did it to him. Right. It just, it's yeah. hard. Well, it's and a that's fine why line. I like to try to find cases from shows that I watch. A, because I don't have time to read books. Like, I would have to do audiobooks, but... Love audiobooks. Right. But with the shows, I try to pick cases where the families are the ones talking. Yeah, I love and the ones that. presenting it, because then I know that, like, the families mm-hmm. want this out there. It's not going against their wishes. Right, which you know. we know is a big, big is. issue, especially right now with yeah. the Dahmer documentary. Yes. All yes. of that stuff that's come out. So mm-hmm. it's that line that we keep talking about yeah. that we walk very Exactly. Hard. And I think a lot of it too is that people want to show their support to the families and they Absolutely. don't want the families to think that they're not being heard. Yeah. And so people take it to this extreme. Yes. And I am in that camp a lot. I'm always like, I'm like PC police. <laughs> so you are much. PC police. Whereas yeah. I'm not exactly a PC policer over here. I'm more of the other. You are a lot of the time though. A lot of the time, yes, but a yeah. lot of the time I'm also, like I said, I'm very analytical, mm-hmm. which causes a lot of problems for me with this stuff because I'm yeah. like, okay, that song's 20 years old. Like, I don't understand. Right. You know, right. and whereas a lot of people are like, yeah, but you're not understanding, like, what mm-hmm. it's causing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but it's 20 years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You just look at, yeah, you're a facts, yeah, facts. A facts person. I got pieces of yeah. information in front yeah, of me. Exactly. So it causes problems for me when it comes mm-hmm. to PC police because I'm like, it's, it's a fact. Fair. Yeah, exactly. And... It's I'm getting just, better at it, though. But that's not even... You're not even doing anything wrong with it. It's just that you're just looking at it that's presented. Exactly. And that's not a bad thing. And you're open to someone talking to you oh, about it. And absolutely. that's what's important. Absolutely. And I didn't... Like, it took a long time for me just listening and hearing people out to get to that point. Because, you know, when I was a teenager in my 20s, I was a selfish asshole. Which I so think many most of us are. Of us are <laughs> exactly. Truly. And it took a long time for me to really hear people and understand people. And you don't... It's like 
I feel like for me, I was always just so clouded, like, oh, it's not happening to me. You know, and it's not like oh, I was yeah. ever like, I don't give a shit. It's just like, it's it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. Right. And until it does happen to mm-hmm. you or you come to that point where you can listen and be like, okay, right. let me look at this from both sides yeah. of it. Yeah. That's exactly how you're going to mm-hmm. look at it. But yeah, that's what we've got for you all this week. Um, our stuff, I will say become a patron. We do still want to kind of cover our Patreon. Uh, we do monthly bonus episodes. We also post our episodes the night before and ad free. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also do extended show notes for each episode. Those are available to the public though, not just patrons. Absolutely. So we got a lot of stuff on our Patreon. So we do. that link is in our show notes with our link tree. Everything else lives in our link tree. Everything. All the places you can find us. Email us your stories, your link. case suggestions. Link tree. That was the whole thing. No, I did this, you dork. Courtney's doing a penis. <laughs> no. Courtney's making penis. I'm not making penis. Courtney's making penis. Just penis. No, I was making links. Wow. That's very close to the microphone. <laughs> Um, anyway. let's end this fucking roller coaster, yeah, let's just please. Be done with this. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna say it again: keep it creepy and stay freaky. And I guess we'll see you guys next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wow, that was loud. Bye. <laughs> Bye.